it does put us in touch with that very wise and very intense feminine energy, but that that can also be healing. Mm. And so, you know, I think it it really it, there's no hard and fast rule like is this feminine, is this masculine? Right. But it's more there's an intuition, right? That certain plants and certain trees and maybe even all of nature in some senses is feminine, right? And so when you come toward her in that regard, how is it different for you? What kinds of things? And I think because I am a feminine and the plant is a feminine, I'm receiving certain streams of information, like some of the material that I hope we'll get to today, which came up in this re-inauguration session that I had working with the plant publicly now, no less. And, you know, it may be, I think this is also why men have different experiences, particularly younger or adolescent men. They don't necessarily understand this is a feminine plant spirit. Mm. And so they'll have different kinds of experiences with it. So yeah, I just more and more, I've come to really honor cannabis as a sacred feminine plant spirit and enjoy receiving the specific downpours of information that are coming from that vantage point. Welcome to Rebel Spirit Radio, exploring the frontiers of spirituality, consciousness, the esoteric, and humanity's sacred relationship with a living earth. I'm your host, Nick Mather, and in this episode, author, teacher, and mentor, Marguerite Regoyozo returns to Rebel Spirit Radio to discuss sacred cannabis and her journey to becoming a sacred cannabis oracle. Marguerite discusses how to use cannabis within a sacred ceremonial setting, working with the spirit of the plant, its relationship to Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene, and accessing realms of feminine knowing. Also, please be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you use to listen to or view podcasts. Your support is truly appreciated. Marguerite Regoyozo, PhD, is the foremost authority on the history of virgin birth and the author of the bold new award-winning book, The Mystery Tradition of Miraculous Conception, Mary and the Lineage of Virgin Births. Marguerite taught many graduate and undergraduate courses in the U.S. and U.K., and in 2012 founded her own Seven Sisters Mystery School, through which she's been teaching about the sacred feminine and mentoring clients on the evolutionary spiritual path. She is also the author of Virgin Mother Goddesses of Antiquity and the Cult of Divine Birth in Ancient Greece. Marguerite, welcome back to Rebel Spirit Radio. Thank you, Nick. It's really great to be here again. Yes, I am so grateful to have this opportunity to reconnect with you. The last time you were on the show, we spoke about your book, The Mystery Traditions of Miraculous Conception, Mary and the Lineage of Virgin Births, and I very much enjoyed that conversation. So today, we're going to be discussing something a little bit different, Mm -hmm. uh, which is sacred cannabis and your role as a cannabis oracle and cannabis priestess, correct? Yeah. So there are a few things here that I'd like to ask you about. First, maybe you can discuss a bit about your journey with sacred cannabis and becoming a public cannabis oracle. And I'd also like to ask you, for those who may not know, what is that? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Great, great questions. 
you know, let me start with the being a cannabis oracle and then I'll okay. go into my journey. Sure. What I, how I define that is somebody who works with cannabis, imbibes it, you know, into their body, takes it into their body, and then experiences an open state of consciousness that receives a great deal of information from the cosmos, the Akashic records, one's higher self, you know, wisdom streams, and then is able to convey that to others. So the way this started for me is that back in, gosh, I mean, what year are we talking about? We're talking about the early 2000s when I, I, I got into cannabis through, I think it's that I ate brownies or something like that. And it opened me in this, in a similar way to the the few times that I had worked with mushrooms, maybe not as visual. And I didn't realize, you know, <laughs> that how much I had eaten or anything like that, you know, what the effects could be. And I went into this journey through the underworld. I, I had the experience of sensing the presence of the Greek goddess Persephone, the goddess mm -hmm. of the underworld who wanted to take me into the underworld. And I said, yes. And I went in and that was kind of my, the start of my formal relationship with cannabis, which I never thought I would get into because I never used cannabis. I never used any kinds of drugs, didn't even drink coffee, barely drink alcohol. And so, you know, I always took seriously the injunctions against using these substances. And I'm glad, I'm glad that I waited until I was a more mature person, until I had a lot under my belt in terms of understanding about alternate realities, you know, open states of consciousness. And so I began to work with cannabis every once in a while. Never to this day have I ever used it recreationally. Hmm. I only do it in sacred ceremony, which means I plan for it. I create an altar. I create a candle. I have sacred music and I have intentions for the ceremony. And then I have a closure of the ceremony. Usually I've been doing it alone and I would really not do it more than every four to eight weeks, usually on the eight week side. So, and what I, what I found as I got started into it, I, I then reverted to, you know, taking it in by smoking and I, I only needed like a couple of puffs, mm. you know, I was, I was such a lightweight and I realized in those first couple of times that I was starting to blather on. I almost didn't know what I was saying. And I was, re I recorded everything and I realized, oh my gosh, I'm channeling. I'm, I became what I now call the Oracle, the channeler. And it was stuff that was way more than I consciously knew about. It was definitely outside the realms of anything, you know, sometimes it was aided by things I had studied. It would spur you know, insights, but this was information that was, that was beyond my conscious cognitive mind. And so then during that time, a number of years later, I started actually getting psychic training. Mm. 
in California, where I was living at the time. And I was able to identify when I was in a more open psychic state by, oh, this feels a little familiar. This is kind of like when I I'm using cannabis. So like one helped inform the other. And then I, I trained myself to be able to deliver Oracle information without using cannabis at all. But I found that a lot of times it would be very high octane if I was using cannabis. Now at the time, it was not legal in California. So I had to keep it under wraps and private. And, but when it went legal, and then, you know, when I moved to another state where it was legal, that was, that was interesting because that was the time I was shown to shut down the practice. This was right around the time of the great health crisis in that March. I, I did it a couple of times that, that year, I was not having a good experience and it, I really got the message. You need to not be on the astral plane right now. There's too much going on, on there. There's a lot of warfare going on and you need to just not do this anymore. And I thought that was going to be forever. And I was willing to accept that. And then earlier this year, 2023, no, late last year, 2022, I started getting the inner nudges to go back into it again. And because I had done a lot of spiritual growth, a lot of purification, a lot more learning, I was able to go into it in a whole new rung of the spiral and connect it up with Mother Mary, because it is known as Santa Maria, you know, to begin with, because it accesses that same realm of feminine knowing. And now I've begun working with it once again in a sacred way publicly now mm-hmm. on my Marguerite Regalioso YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So I have a show that's once a month and every other month I do a live cannabis, lady cannabis Oracle. And so it's, there's usually a theme I've done Mary Magdalene theme. I did even the theme of cannabis itself or the mm-hmm. fairies. And so that has been thrilling because I feel like I'm safe now. I'm safe to do it legally and i'm safe to do it astrally and i'm safe to do it emotionally and i'm safe to do it publicly like everything is in place for me to do this with safety and with integrity and the kind of information i'm receiving once again is really really high level and i'm not necessarily going into the underworld as much as i used to you know for years working with it it'd be an underworld journey. I mean, I'd be seeing all about the negative aliens and, you know, (laughs) and, and the hell realms and, and it would, how it would dovetail with my own issues. And so now I just feel like now that I've been working a lot with the love energies and mother Mary and Mary Magdalene, I can more direct these ceremonies into a happier place for myself. So that's kind of the history of it. All right. (laughs) Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, there's so much there that I kind of want to dig into. And it brought up, I have some questions. Normally I don't have a lot of questions written out, but I had some questions for you. And so I want to hit them. So all of these will likely go back to what you just said. And I definitely want to talk about the mother Mary aspect here. And I think this question directly connects because cannabis is a plant medicine. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer that every plant medicine has a spirit. Mm -hmm. 
That's right. I was going to say it's a plant spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we see this, for example, like in ayahuasca, because there's it's mother ayahuasca. It's not just a brew, but it's mother ayahuasca. And yeah. so she's seen as like a spirit or as an entity and one that yeah. begins working with you as soon as you make the intention to work with her. Yeah. And then she stays with you after the ceremony. And I, you know, and I think that you had mentioned psilocybin. I, I think that psilocybin is more of a masculine energy. They're little phalluses. You know? right. Cannabis is a feminine spirit. I yeah. think. And I so know. I was wondering if you could talk about that a little bit more, the, the connection with the divine feminine and cannabis. And that might be why she's more of an ally to me. The, the mushrooms that I did a few times were just, it was way too high octane. Mm. I also gravitate toward cacao, mm. which, I, which I also consider to be a feminine plant spirit. Mm. And I've really not been drawn to any of the others. They do seem rather harsh, but even, even Mama Ayahuasca, the lady, as she's known, I, I yeah. discovered. But cannabis, so your question is cannabis as a feminine plant spirit, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and what I received in the ceremony where I was an oracle about cannabis is that the spirit of her that you tap into is the same one that is Mother Mary, that is, you know, cacao. You know, they're like octave iterations of one another or sisters in a way, mm. you know, kind of almost like twin sisters or something. And that's why Lady Cannabis came to be called Santa Maria, because the people using her who gave her that name realized, oh, this is the energy of that sacred feminine whom they knew to be Mother Mary. Hmm. So that and they were Latin, Latin American or, you know, and so they called it Santa Maria. So it is. Y you know, it, it does put us in touch with that very wise and very intense feminine energy, but that, that can also be healing. Hmm. And so, you know, I think it, it really, it, there's no hard and fast rule. Like, is this feminine? Is this masculine? Right. But it's more, there's an intuition, right? That certain plants and certain trees and maybe even all of nature in some senses is feminine right and so when you come toward her in that regard how is it different for you what kinds of things and i think because i am a feminine and the plant is a feminine i'm receiving certain streams of information like some of the material that i hope we'll get to today which came up in this re-inauguration session that I had working with the plant publicly now, no less. And, you know, it may be, I think this is also why men have different experiences, particularly younger or adolescent men. They don't necessarily understand this is a feminine plant spirit. Mm. And so they'll have different kinds of experiences with it. So yeah, I just more and more, I've come to really honor cannabis as a sacred feminine plant spirit and enjoy receiving the specific downpours of information that are coming from that vantage point. Yeah. And, you know, it brings to mind, you know, one of the things that 
I've learned about plant medicines is that there's a learning curve. You have to learn how to use them and work with them. And I think this is in connection to what you were just saying about men who don't necessarily see the feminine aspect to it. Or um, even the sacred aspect. Yeah, yeah. They and know I think they're going to get high. Yeah. They know they're going to get some level of pleasure from it. They know they're going to be able to check out of their worldly problems. And because they're using it in those ways, it can become an addictive substance. Mm. Addictive energies can hook right in. Yeah. And before you know it, they're overusing and they don't fully have control over right. it or their life anymore. Right. right. Yeah. And in my experience, you have to let it guide you. You have to let it show you how to work with it. And uh, you know, Nick, the thing is about it is respect. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the thing that's missing these days. We don't even know that we're supposed to, or could have respect. Right. Or something like cannabis it's more just like consumption you know yeah, yeah. but of course like a native american or an indigenous view is of course you're going to have respect especially mm -hmm. if it's a powerful plant right. like this you need to start talking to it communicating yeah. with it asking it honoring it asking permission mm -hmm. um, that kind of thing yeah and it seems as if when there is a lack of respect there is a sort of karmic backlash i'm thinking in particular yes. about tobacco which is a sacred yes. plant and look what happens when the sacredness is taken away and it's abused that's right that's right and it's abused in every step of the production process because they also then add addictive elements into it and the whole thing becomes a crazy negative circus for people yeah. whereas the the tobacco itself is understood by Native Americans to be the spirit that brings your prayers to the divine. Yeah. So when they are doing a tobacco ceremony or a pipe ceremony, it's very sacred. Like they're barely even inhaling it. You know, it's more like they're sending the smoke out and the intentions and the energies of the circle of the prayers out. Mm. That's what it's all about because they understand the role that that plant had agreed to have. Then of course it became hybrided and all that. And that's what has happened with cannabis too, which is something we can talk about. And then I got information about during yes. that ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about that. We'll go there next because when we, I think the way I wrote it is that cannabis has been on quite a journey over the past hundred or so years wow. and where it has been a much maligned plant to now where it's more acceptable and the way it began being culturally accepted was in the recognition of it as a medicine. But now that it is so widely available, I think it's legal in something like 26 states. I would imagine that it will become legal federally at some point in the very near future. Yeah. It seems like a lot of folks are forgetting the medicinal aspect and medicine, not just physically. And I don't know how many people actually recognize this, but medicine as spirit medicine as well. And so it seems to me that there are some reasons to be concerned with the proper use. And how is it, do you think, that we can 
engage with cannabis kind of properly, spiritually, and avoid misusing her. That's right. And this was the big downpour that came in my December um, show on, on my YouTube channel. And the show is called Co-Creating the New Earth with the Subtle Realms and the Fae. I highly recommend anybody look at that who's curious about this topic because it was, it really surprised me. So the whole thing has become facocked, so to speak. <laughs> While it has been made available, like it's no longer demonized or become a criminal offense, you know, to have it and use it. It's also become so hybrided that it's, it's out of its mind. It gets people into zones that they don't necessarily need to. It's more challenging to connect with the essence of the plant so that you can actually tune into what it's supposed to do for you, which is to open your consciousness and your understanding for that spiritual healing that we're all seeking for that connectivity, that knowledge of the great cosmos. And what happens is, is through all of the hybridings and all of the lower vibrations of the people who have put their hands into the seed creation, the cultivation, the selling and all this and that, there's layers and layers of gunk on top of many of the, you know, pretty much any cannabis you're going to get. And if you really want that high vibrational connection that opens you to the hall of, you know, universal records, you, you really would benefit by doing a couple of different things, which we can talk about because otherwise what ends up happening is you can stay at a lower vibration with the plant. And you may not achieve what it has in store for you. Rather, it will get you into an addictive state or a coping state or, you know, a dumbed down, almost like with saran wrap over you. That's what I was shown in this, in this ceremony through not really connecting with the spiritual essence of the plant and not treating it properly. Is there more to your question? Do you want to rephrase it just so that I can make sure um, that I No, I think that that's okay. I mean, you had mentioned that there are a couple of things that people can do. Yes. Uh, and so what what are those things? Yeah. yeah. So first of all, when you take your cannabis, if you would like to truly connect with Lady Cannabis or Santa Maria energy of it, which is still in there despite all the hybridings and strains and different DNA shenanigans that they've done with it, you can put it in either a brass singing bowl or a crystal singing bowl. And this comes from my friend, Amba uh, Aliana He, who has worked with various plant medicines. And she and I both had to stop using cannabis at the same time. And then we both started again, unbeknownst to each other. Mm. She says that what you do is you put the cannabis in there, what you're going to smoke and you ring this bell, you ring this, you do the, the singing bowl thing three times, hmm. okay? With, and you hold it with the intention that you are purifying this plant of anything that is not of the highest good. 
and that anything that would prevent you from truly connecting with its essence, its natural original essence, and, you know, for the best good of yourself and humanity. And then you can smoke it or eat it or do whatever you do. And I would add, you want to set up a sacred container, a sacred ceremony, a candle, and some kind of sacred image, even if that's the simplest kind of thing you can do. Each for protection beforehand, maybe have some beautiful incense going during it. Have an opening ritual where you're calling in certain kinds of spirit allies and protection and so forth. And then have an ending where you honor that this ceremony has completed, that you are opening to regular profane time, and then you put your altar items away. So those are, you know, various ways that you can really return to using it as the sacred spirit that it's meant to be. And even if that is for your personal healing, you know, like you've been having a really hard time and you want some help from Lady Cannabis with what to do in your life or right. But it's not about getting high every evening, right? right? To get out of whatever pain you've got going on. Hmm. It's really working with it in a sacred way, not overusing. Yeah, I, I appreciate that so very much. I One of the questions I was going to ask you, which you answered was about ceremony, because I love ceremonial aspect yeah. of things. And I think that's so important. In relation to that, it since it's you're recommending, you know, don't do this on a daily basis. Yeah. And I know that you're not, is there like, do you have a recommendation for like timing? I would think like maybe sometimes associating it with, you know, you know, the equinox or solstice or full moon, new moon, something like that. Right. You could, or how it works for me is I just wait for the nudge. Mm. It's like, oh, it's been a while. Yeah. Think I'm supposed to do it in a couple of weeks or next week. I I just I wait for the mail to accumulate mm, okay. on the yeah. astral. And then it's like, oh, I feel pregnant with mail. And then it's like, all right, it's time for me to go in because there's some mm. things that I want to look at. Or right. the way I've been doing it more recently is having a specific theme that I publicly serve on. Mm. That's different than my own, excuse me, private cannabis ceremony where I could be going all over the place about my right. own personal life. Now I'm more in service with it. Okay. You know, personally, I have, you know, I can say that working with cannabis has led to some great insights into my life. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. guided me along my path in many ways. Yeah. And how would you say that cannabis promotes this kind of inner no, no, knowing? You know, we may even refer to it as a kind of gnosis. Absolutely gnosis. I mean, it puts you right in touch with the halls of all knowing, the halls of Amenti, the Akashic records, streams of information, intelligences from the star nations and so forth, the ancestors, whatever you want to learn about and know about, you can ask, you can put your mind to it. And so it's, it, it is a real tool, a real spirit tool for accessing 
you know, genius level knowledge, which is what a lot of people understood. It's why artists have used it and continue to use it. Writers, you know, things like that, because you will get a lot of information, be it for your personal life or be it for your output, your creative life, right? Mm. There's an infinite variety of things that you can get information and insight and intuition on when you're using cannabis and when you have, you know, a series of questions or whether, or, you know, when you kind of see, okay, what is mother cannabis wanting to talk to me about this time? And then you go in a fractal journey, you know, there are many different ways of approaching this kind of ceremony, but yeah, I got lots of guidance in my life and I got a lot of content, Mm. content for my teachings, for Mm. my writings. And it would, it would work in tandem with my intellect. So yeah. sometimes I would take in things that I had researched intellectually or academically, and I would look at it from the open, expanded cannabis state. And then it would be like, wow, get yeah. just 10 tons more layers of information about it. Yeah. Or sometimes yeah. I'd be given information through it that I would then have to go research. And then I would find, wow, that, that information was verified <laughs> through my academic <laughs> exploration. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely led me to some of those aha moments, you know, which is brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. So another question I have for you, and this is, I think, in relation to what you just said, and I'm going to add to what I was initially thinking, because we've seen this, not just the legitimate, I don't know if I can say this right, legitimization of sacred cannabis recently. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious about the timing because this is in connection with the return of other plant medicines that are coming out, you know, and it seems like mother earth, Pachamama Gaia is giving us the tools that we need to get right with ourselves and get right with her. Yeah. And here's the thing, you know, because we're in duality, this is what I was shown in that particular ceremony that I'm talking about. It's a blessing and a curse that all of these things are coming online now for us Mm. because they can all be hijacked by the negative forces and by the agendas. And one literal way in which that can happen is through, again, the extreme hybriding and alteration of the plants that is going on just on that level let alone the level of when you start opening your consciousness and things have been tampered with in that way, which domains and dimensions and timelines are you actually tuning into, right? That's where you want to do the clearing before you go in so you can get back to the original essence of the plant and get the information you need rather than the information that's all glommed on Mm -hmm through these receptors that are put into these medicines and things chemically through the hybriding that then bring in negative forces, negative ideas, attachments, you know, things like that. Like one thing that I kind of started realizing is, is when I was working with cannabis for a number of years, I mean, I think that I was coming back with negative attachments and that's why three, two years ago, whatever, I had to stop because I realized, wow, 
I did a ceremony and all of a sudden my life again was kind of going into that negative energy. And I got the message. Yeah, you need to purify for a while because you have had hitchhikers coming back with you from looking at the underworld, the way you've been doing. And I was like, wow. So now since then I've been working really strongly with mother Mary, Jesus, Magdalene, you know, who knew all about these realms. And I am able to stay in a vibration where I'm not as susceptible to all of that stuff. So we have to work, work these realms, even these openings that happen with wisdom, with the protection of golden light, Mm. with the protection of love, with the protection of intention, with the protection of neutrality regarding what we might be seeing. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's it's a complicated thing because these negative forces will will try to get in no matter how what way hmm. they can. Yeah. Yeah, that makes so much sense to me. I mean, the first thought I had and what I kind of noted down here was corporate interest. <laughs> you know, kind of taking And what over. is corporate ultimately? Yeah. If you you know, do the family tree back to who, who are the original people running those corporations, Mm -hmm. according to, you know, my beliefs and what I've been studying, they are one step away from negative aliens. And some of them are in direct cahoots with them at the highest levels of these cultural institutions. So when you're talking about a certain company or corporation that gets its hands on things and then starts producing x y and z designer drugs goodness forbid you know there's a lot of spirit energy attached to it that comes in through the chemical structures that are created yeah yeah and i think the other thing that came to mind when you were speaking is you know cannabis is sacred cannabis there's a shamanic aspect and you clearly seem to be experiencing a sort of shamanic aspect going into the underworld and whatnot and in the shamanic worldview you know we are surrounded by helpful and harmful forces that's right and it occurred to me as you were speaking is that as a plant medicine, cannabis does open us up that's right. and we don't have the ceremony or the rituals to protect us. The and that's exactly what you were saying. The containers, the mentors, the elders, right? Yeah. yeah that ceremonial space, right? So yeah. this is where the young people who don't know, and even the older people who don't know, all of a sudden they're like vaping continually or whatever they're doing. Yeah. They're addicted because mm. a lot of other things have come in. Yeah. And a lot of people are using it. And I know that I was guilty of this when I was much younger to numb myself. That's um, the thing. They're yeah. seeking healing, solace, mm-hmm. relief. And yes, this medicine can provide that. But at its best, what it's meant to do is show you why you're in that negative state and what you can do to get out of it rather than just blunt you Mm. to the feelings temporarily. Okay, so ultimately the medicine is meant to give you wisdom about your situation. Practically, ancestrally, 
and karmically in your life. You know, like I learned a lot about why I was in certain situations because of what I had done in past lives Hmm. through these cannabis ceremonies. And sometimes it was hairy and uncanny, really. It was a lot to cope with and to be confronted with my own shadow. That's the real healing. Mm -hmm. It's not just relief from negative emotions for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it it just reinforces this idea that the majority of people really don't know how to work with this medicine. No, there's no like you you are, you know, talking about elders and whatnot. There's no guidance in how to. to Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it can put people at risk. And so like more and more and more people using it means that more and more people are at risk and that more and more people are at opportunity. Mm. That's why when I had that ceremony, I felt the real urge to start talking about this, not that I'm the only one, the first one, whatever, but talk about it in a bigger way to have whoever is gonna hear this, hear it and take what resonates and maybe shift their whole approach even before they start. You know, like this would be the idea of young people. It's not about just say no to drugs. It's about say yes, only under the right conditions. And here's a list of what are right conditions and what are not right conditions. And, you know, how you can benefit from making sure you're working in the right conditions that yes, this is a wonderful opportunity for you, but it's not about playing around. Right. Right. Yeah. And back to sort of the original question about the timing of this i see two things that i wanted to kind of comment on and you can respond but one is i think obviously there's a ecological connection and there's like an ecological message that often comes in with the use of plant medicine and i think that's true of sacred cannabis but the other thing that you mentioned how artists have used cannabis and that's also absolutely true but what occurred to my what what occurred to me was that in the prohibition of sacred cannabis so much of it was based on racism and you know the thought that came up is you know the inspiration for jazz and for artists and whatnot and jazz was really associated with the African-American community. And so it seems as if there may be a potential, not just in healing of our relationship to the earth, but also in healing our relationship to all communities, non-white communities. And as if I'm not mistaken, also the non-white communities suffered the most under the illegalization of yeah, absolutely. Thrown in jail and had pretty high penalties, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if even there's still some people who are in jail because of it. I don't know, but yeah, they um, are. They are. It's so crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, you know, and I mean, there's the whole Rastafarianism, right, mm-hmm. which is based on this religion that cannabis is a deity, which I did receive in mm-hmm. that ceremony, that it is a goddess and that ultimately it is connected with the supreme divine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that's something to be in reverence about yeah, when you imbibe yeah. it, not just like playing around, like listening to John Coltrane at night. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there is the church of John Coltrane, but whatever. Yeah. 
you know, any any entry to the divine is is legit. I'm just saying the I the the attitude toward it. Okay. And so yeah, there's been an inequality and in who's used it, who's gotten slammed down for it and, and all this and that. There is a there is an opportunity for a lot of healing in that regard on so many levels. And also when we're talking about plant spirits, we're talking about the subtle realms of the fae, mm. the she, the plant devas, right? That is a whole thing that has become fictionalized. Mm. And this is the salvation of the earth is our awakening to the reality of this dimension of the earth. That yes, these beings are real. Yes, they are connected with the plant and the natural world. Yes, we have to open again our awareness to them, our friendship with them, and our coexistence with them, because they are the ones who are going to help us understand how not to keep abusing the earth until it's so out of balance that it's uninhabitable, right? So we're talking here about the fairies, mm. okay, and, and the, that realm. So that's all connected in. Yeah. And, you know, that's a, what's the word I want to use? It's a hesitant journey for many people, I think. And, you know, and I can speak personally on this as well, is that, you know, I have had resistance to the spirits and, you know, like the Fae and whatnot. But as I have developed a connection to the land and recognize that there is spirit there. I've had to open myself up to other consciousnesses. That's right. And and open up to this idea of you know, it's a much wilder world than <laughs> it's than much what, wilder, you know, and most indigenous people have words for these dimensions and these yeah. beings and their races and so forth. It is part of that quote, you know, shamanic realm, if we want to call it that. It's really just becomes a whole other ecosystem within it, kind of extraordinary, but in a way normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just a matter of, like you're saying, us opening to the reality of that, to the realizations. And then what does this mean for our personal mm -hmm. lives and for us collectively? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that these things manifest in different ways and maybe they manifest in ways that people are more kind of attuned to. This is way off topic, but <laughs> kind of off topic. But I, one of the things that I am totally fascinated by is like the work of Jacques Vallée, who looks at UFOs, you know, you've mentioned aliens, but he is noticing a direct connection to Phalor. Right. And it's like Brain you know, Hancock. Yeah, it's manifesting in this way. Yeah. Supernatural or yeah. he's like, wow, you know, I saw these beings and they were like, well, they look like gray aliens, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's because, okay, you access the realm where they are there along with everybody else. Yeah. We're talking about a populated universe with all sorts of beings beyond the veil of the third dimension. Yeah. So there are multiple types. Mm. Some are clo more closely connected with the earth realm. 
And some are more closely connected with what we understand to be the star realms, which we would call the aliens or whatever, but they're all kind of in that mix. And that's what we start awakening to when we really open with these plant medicines largely. Yeah. And some people do. are coming in with access automatically, mm. you know, or they have awakenings. And some people they need the plants yeah. to see that. Yeah. 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 It's it gets you at a certain vibration yeah. where your consciousness can perceive yeah. these beings. Whereas in our normal workaday world, it's like that Star Trek episode where they would the people would kind of hear a buzzing, but they didn't really know what it was. And meanwhile, it's like this whole world of other people on the other realm. Yeah. Uh, right. And so in a different frequency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I've totally had to change my perception on a lot of things just based on experiences I've had. I, uh, That's I, the key, Nick. Yeah. Experience. It's yeah. not about belief right. or taking someone's word for it. It's what do you do either see or sense intuitively? You know, for me, it's not so much the seeing, mm. but especially when I'm with cannabis, it's like I sense intuitively the reality of certain yeah. things. Yeah. Sometimes it's positive and sometimes it's scary. Yeah. And then it's like learning how to manage all that. Right. right. And I would imagine that mother cannabis has helped walk you through that and guided you on how to maneuver these realms. Absolutely. And even to the point, like I said earlier, her saying, you need to stop working with me for a while yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question for you that I don't know if you can answer. And if you can't, that's okay. But I want to ask you anyway, I want to ask you about any possible connection with your previous work, which is grounded in the Jewish and Christian traditions. And there has been archaeological evidence now that cannabis incense was used in at least some of the ancient temples and yeah. also, you know, by the attendant priest, you know, there's an interesting case to be made that the early uh, Eucharist rituals used a That's kind of right. a mixed wine and also the idea of the prophets maybe even using no kidding. Yeah. They were all high. All right? <laughs> How do you think they got their information on high? Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you if you've explored those connections. And Definitely. if so, what have you Definitely. discovered? Well, early on in my research, I was like, wow, they were doing drugs. You know, mm -hmm. whenever you look at anything in the Greek world, yeah. even my work on virgin birth as a real thing, I started seeing evidence that, wow, these women were using some kind of wine, yeah. da, 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 yeah. sacred, uh, but not the wine that we think of, right? And, right. you know, there are numerous books on this. There's the, there's Cannabis and the Soma Connection uh, by Chris Bennett, I think. Yeah. There's uh, The Immortality Key mm -hmm. by Brian Murarescu, which is a real honoring of the priestess history mm -hmm. of all of these sacred medicines. He, he does a really good job with that. That's, it's not the complete story because there's still so much to be said and looked at. Right. I was teaching about women's use of sacred medicine years ago, particularly in Greece. 
you know, we have the story of Helen of Troy who would serve Nepenthe at a party, a substance by which people would not have any negative feelings at all, such that if you killed their mother in front of them, they wouldn't have a negative reaction. They would be so like just in a place of peace and love. What is Nepenthe, you know? So we have Brian Hillman, the chemical muse and some of his other work. It's all over the place in, in primary literature, original sources, and a lot of the secondary literature that this stuff has been going on forever. The Eleusinian mysteries, all of these early Eucharistic communal experiences with sacred imbibing, they were all using sacred psychoactives. The Delphic Oracle was probably inhaling that cannabis, be it incense or just burned cannabis at the altar, etc. There's so much evidence once you have eyes to see and you start looking at it. Yes, this has been with us forever. And it's been a natural part of how we have accessed information, understandings about the, you know, higher dimensional realms, especially once we started falling into the lower dimensional 3, 3D world. When we used to be, according to my understandings and beliefs, much more open in the, in the times of Atlantis and then Lemuria before that, and who knows what was before that, you know, when it was truly Eden, meaning we were connected with the divine realms all the time, all while being on the earth. Now there's so many veils over what we're doing and we're trying to like lift those veils off and remember who we really are. The plants are helping us. They always have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it seems to me that there's a shamanic crisis that we need to go through in the sense of we need to kind of tear ourselves apart in some ways and remember ourselves that's right uh, and have a true reconnection to not just ourselves but the natural world and to each other that's right well a lot of times these ceremonial experiences have to do with that process of feeling like you're being torn apart. Yeah. The Eleusinian mysteries and I'm, how many people personally in ayahuasca, it's like a horrible dark night of the soul, bad trips, whatever. Yeah. You go right into the underworld and it's a kind of a death rebirth. Yeah. So that can be part of the initiation for a lot of people. Hmm. Really facing the deepest hell realms of yourself and the bottom rung of hell, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, as an initiation, as a learning, because it's almost like for me, those were the first steps along the way. Like I had to get reacquainted with the negative realms before I could go up into the higher realms. That was just my karma. Yeah. And part of it was accessing and realizing, like I said, my own shadow, things I had done in past lives, things I had been involved in and so forth. So the journey can be all sorts of differential when you start using the medicines. You can go into the heavens, you can go into the hells, and each one is a, a serious teacher yeah. for your wisdom body. Yeah, and it seems like that is one of the primary reasons, if not the primary reason, of why these medicines are so present now is to help us in those journeys. I think so. And 
you know, we are benefited by good teachers, good ceremonial leaders who can hold the container, keep some level of protection because it's hard enough mm. without having other forces coming in and, and bollocksing up the works. Mm. Yeah. So I, I know that we're starting to run out of time here, but let me ask you just a couple more questions. You know, we've talked about some of the reason ways that these medicines and sacred cannabis can help us. Is there anything that we're missing here that sacred cannabis it has you know a message for creating a new world that you've mentioned? Yes, I mean it. Cannabis, when used properly, is such an ally for that. Mm. You can take her into your bloodstream with the intention of, please show me the new earth Mm. and what I can do about that and what I can say and teach about that. And you will receive that information. Mm. You can receive any information you want. And that's the amazing thing. It's like, opening up a treasure box. And again, it requires or benefits by supreme respect in how you approach the plant, the spirit, how you work with it, how you conclude with it, how you talk about it, how you convey about it and teach about it, and how you act from that place, knowing that everything you get from a sacred cannabis ceremony is precious and writing it down you know, and then acting upon it. Mm. And then there's the individual experience, then there's the group experience, you know, and there's so much to learn and know and do. And so I'm talking again about reinvigorating the the cannabis priestesshood, Mm. the lady cannabis priestesshood, and what this means for us. Mm. What this means when women come Mm. back into authority Mm. with this plant okay Mm. and that feminine influence is going to be needed to help heal this negative male addiction program that's been and it's not just men but by and large let's say right that's going on right now and that's keeping our young men dumbed down rather than opened up yeah yeah well, I think the word for that is patriarchy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, and patriarchy yeah. and all of its attendant yeah. negative forces. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, not right. just about people. Yeah. It's about the spirits that are yeah. foundational to patriarchy, working yeah. with it and propagating it. And that's one thing you start seeing hmm. when you are in a proper medicine state. Hmm. Yeah. Okay? And that's the one thing they don't really want us to see, hmm. but see, we do. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've had a guest on and before, and I'm hoping he'll return Paul Levy, who writes on Watiko. and yeah. Tico is, you know, this, you know, it's a cannibalistic spirit and, yeah. you know, I consider it kind of like an egregore of sorts, but that's right. It is, I think it's the spirit of the patriarchy that it's cannibalistic. Yeah. Wow. Like the supreme spirit of patriarchy, right? Yeah. Ooh, that's an intense thing to look at. Yeah. yeah. It has many minions under it, but yeah. you know, there's some head patriarchal honcho. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and the corporate leaders are the priests of Watiko in many ways, the you know, of yeah. the Ecuador. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, those types of understandings and realizations are hair raising. Mm-hmm. They are, they can be scary. It is part and parcel of working in the medicine realm. And this is where we need the co-support, yeah. co-teaching, the co-protection, right? To, mm-hmm. to see and withstand and act appropriately. Yeah. And so, become part of the healing solution. That's what these plants ultimately are about. And we need yeah. to really reclaim them for right. that. And that's why I think more women, mindful women coming into it are needed at this yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. And you said something also that was very important in connection with the ceremony and that's intent. Absolutely. You know, because I think so many people who will use, and I'm going to say this, you know, they're using cannabis rather than working with cannabis. That's right. And when they use cannabis, they don't have the intent. Their only intent is to get high. That's right. That's right. And, you know, Bless your souls, but those of you listening to this, we're suggesting take a look. You know, is there a different way? There's nothing you didn't know. And yes, you're seeking healing, you're seeking solace and all that. But just think, consider whether there's another way to look at it. Even the next time you smoke, think about clearing it. And even if you don't have a bell, a bowl, put crystals around it, or just with your intention, run white crystalline light through your cannabis in your pipe or your vape or whatever it is and then you know connect with the spirit of the plant and then see what happens start doing that the next week Hmm. just start because this is all in service to you oh yeah yeah i appreciate that and i think that's really good advice so I think that we are, we're pretty much out of time, I'm afraid, but let me ask you, what do you have coming up? Oh, well, you know, as we're recording this, I'm in the midst of teaching a class about another sacred medicine woman, really, Mary Magdalene. And in fact, just yesterday, as of this recording, the class, part of the class was about the sacred oils and anointing and the plant spirits that are involved in that and how she was part of that lineage. What did that mean? How was it sacred? What did it do for people? So that class is called The Seven Mysteries of Magdalene. It is available online through sevensistersmysteryschool.com. The seven is written out. Along with other things that I'm doing, I'm always available for one-on-one sessions. And I... I invite people to sign up for our Sacred Sunday e-newsletter. You'll be informed of what's coming up. I have things coming. I I may be doing a Divine Feminine Priestess Medicine Academy. Hmm. That may be coming up. Uh, And would that be like helping to train uh, some of the priestesses to train these? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just support women who are kind of in a way already in it. Mm. And so, you know, there will be many other things coming up. We, we constantly have new things. And so I recommend joining us, taking a look at our, our website. We have many free offerings as well. And yeah, just jump in and see what's there 
to yeah. support you and help you go into your the next steps of your spiritual growth. Yeah, wonderful. And uh, I, just really quick, one other thing came to mind is integration. Yeah. Because when these are not used as medicines, you know, when they're not worked with as medicines, they're just used, it doesn't seem like there's an integration process. Mm -hmm. So do you incorporate a kind of integration process in this work? Yes. I mean, any one-on-one -on -one work would be automatically about that with people. Mm -hmm. And then should I do that series? Yes, it will be all about, because it's all about your personal healing as well as your ministry as a priest mm -hmm. or priestess, right? Mm -hmm one goes hand in hand with the other. Right, right. And that's in fact, what we're being called to do now is more and more do the personal work, can't do the spirit work without the personal now, right. or you'll be pretty skewed. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, it's important work and it is all, I think, contributing to the healing of the greater whole and the healing of the planet. So yeah. anyone who is engaged in that kind of healing, I applaud them. Yes, me too. Me too. And you as well. well you know, you. And thank you for opening the space to have this dialogue. I really appreciate you and that. Well, thank you. Well, I appreciate everything you're doing, Marguerite. And it's always very enlightening and mind expanding. And it's an absolute delight to speak with you. Uh, likewise, Nick. Blessed All be. Right. All right. Thank you. All right. And that's a wrap on episode 78 of Rebel Spirit Radio. Thank you so much for listening or watching if you are a part of my YouTube audience or view this on Spotify. If you like what I do here on Rebel Spirit Radio and would like to support my work, then please consider becoming a patron. You can find the link for the Patreon in the show notes or video description. And of course, if you'd like to make a one-time donation, you can still do so via PayPal. I will be tremendously grateful for any support and assistance that you can provide. Another way that you can help the podcast is to share it with friends, family, coworkers, anyone that you think will enjoy it. And please share it on social media too. That really is one of the best ways that you can help and support the podcast. So if you feel moved by the rebel spirit, and I hope that you do, then please, by all means, help share the good news. Also, if you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to give it a positive rating on whatever platform you use to listen to or to view podcasts, and please subscribe. For those viewing on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that notification bell so you will be informed when I upload new content. I'm Nick Mather, and you've been listening to or watching Rebel Spirit Radio. Until next time, may you be in peace. May you flourish in all possible ways, and may you continue to nurture your rebel spirit.